0: Hello all Beard Inside listeners. We here at all Bear Inside understand that not everyone has the time to watch a YouTube video. So we are presenting the audio only portion here for your ear holes. This is the audio from episode 137 of the YouTube show, which was originally released on July 8th, 2022. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, and most other listening avenues for this podcast. We also kindly ask that you rate, review, subscribe, and leave comments to wherever you are getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside. I'm your not-so-humble host, Carp, and today we're in Carlton Place, Ontario, and joining me is Adam from Stalwart Brewing. Hello, uh, hello, thanks thank for mu- stopping mu- by. Yeah, thank you very much for hosting us today. Appreciate you uh, talking about your passion and your the brewery that you're a co-owner of, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Uh, you brought me some delicious beers here to try that are hiding behind the camera at the moment, but uh, all your lineup is in front of us, and that's the important part. What am I gonna be starting with here?
1: You can start with the Taxman Blondale. Okay. so. We make our beers a little more full-flavored overall, Mm -hmm. Um, but in this case, this is a light beer, 4.5%, but we're not skimping on the flavor, so there's no rice or corn lightening it up, and instead of Pilsner malt, we've used pale malt. So you'll see that it's Nice, uh, nice clean house. Uh, As we do a
0: toast. Oh yeah, super clean.
1: And then in distinction to our other beers, we use a traditional German hop Perle in Mm. this one, whereas in our other ones, we're using so-called New
0: World hops. Super light, definitely like, I could see myself drinking a bunch of these all season long so Uh, this is one of your flagship beers clearly
1: um well it's one of our studies it wasn't one of uh,
0: the earlier beers that we put
1: out um but people were still coming and asking for a blonde and we (laughs) you know would say well we've got a peach and apricot pale ale or we've got an american wheat beer and they'd go
0: yeah but what about a blonde yeah
1: and then so uh we still sort of did it our way but yeah we uh it's, uh, it's a steady uh, seller steady for sure.
0: Awesome, uh, so what's the beer story? What's uh, the history behind you getting into craft beer and uh, the history of work?
1: Yeah, I mean, mostly by accident, but uh, <laughs> eventually on purpose. So uh, <laughs> yeah. my colleagues Nathan and Ed and I used to work at the Wellington Gastropub, which is a restaurant uh, in Wellington West in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a place that was always bringing in sort of new beers as the craft beer scene had its resurgence. <laughs> You know, starting maybe 15 years ago, something around Mm there. Um, We were drinking all this, you know, super fresh, interesting beer. And then that eventually led to um, making it together on on the weekends in in Nathan's garage. And then eventually that uh, burgeoned into a little project called Stockpot Ales. This would have been in uh, 2011, 2012 sort of time. um, Which was us uh, with oversized homebrew equipment in the kitchen of the Wellington that was licensed then by that point as a brew pub. So we, it was very small in terms of typical brew pub scale, but mm-hmm. uh, we made some of these same beers. So not that one, but um, our flagship beer, Dr. Feelgood IPA, for example, yep. our stout, and um, one of our pale ales we made back then as well. And then um, we were doing that for about a year and sort of thought, well, maybe we could make the jump to be a, a full scale brewery. And we figured if we were gonna do it, we should do it sooner rather than later um, because there was you know, not, not a bad thing, but lots of other breweries opening up. So we didn't kind of want to yeah, just spin yeah, our tires. Yeah. We just, just sort of decided to take the plunge. And we were looking around outside of Ottawa, like so close enough that deliveries mm-hmm. would make sense and that you could be, you know, still connected to that scene, but have maybe a little bit of your own um, spot going on. So this uh, is an old car garage from okay. the built in the late 40s. This was their spray room in the breweries where the uh, garage used to okay. be, but okay. it, was, uh, it was just sort of a, a perfect little layout, and right in you know, the heart of beautiful downtown Carleton Place.
0: Yeah. Well, like, clearly, Carleton Place is uh, about 40 minutes from Ottawa, so like you said, delivery's pretty easy that way, so uh, what made you kind of decide Carleton and not even closer to Ottawa, let's say Kannada or Stittsville or something like that?
1: Well, there was already um, breweries there okay. uh, initially, and then... Um, also, just from like a like a cost perspective, or, or dealing with local government, that sort of thing. Small towns mm-hmm. seem to be a little more personal and, and a little more um, willing to to work together. To you know, this was a,
0: a vacant yeah. spot for a while, and and now it's been a brewery for seven years. So, stalwart's a pretty unique name. Uh, what what made you guys decide to name the brewery stalwart, not you know Adams or. Like kind of an amalgamation of the three owners' names, type of thing.
1: Yeah, well, we wanted something that uh, wasn't already a brewery name in the English language, so if someone put it into the search engine, uh, we weren't wouldn't be confused with another. Um, As it happens, though, a stalwart brewing did open up in Australia shortly after (laughs) we opened, Um, but you know they're far enough away. We get the occasional like mis tag, and we'll you know just write back, cheers or whatever. It's (laughs) like you mean these guys, or whatever, but. yeah, we just, we had a sort of a list of names. Um, we wanted something that sort of spoke to our beer in terms of being more full-flavored, maybe a little bit stubborn, but in a good way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. um, sort of a, a way of, of not maybe wanting to do um, exactly what everybody else is doing, but mm-hmm. still doing it in a, in a, I don't know, in a yeah. kind way, not as a, you know, <laughs> just opposition for the sake of for opposition. Sure. Yeah. And um, we had come up with Bastion Brewing, Okay. It had a nice ring to it, but that was taken. That's a brewery in California. Uh, and it was just sort of word association yeah. from, uh, word association from there.
0: It's, uh, I mean, there's so many, I think America's like 4,000 breweries were top in 2000, I think in Canada soon. It's yeah. And then never mind you know, Finding, finding names alone has got to be a hell of a thing to do. So yeah. I can't imagine just, oh, search here. Okay. Well, it's available in North America, but somebody else has, it. oh, let's check here and it's. It's more trouble than it's worth, yeah. I think, but that's, uh, that's why I'm a drinker and not a brewery owner. <laughs> so. All good. you want to yeah. try your... Uh, uh, yeah, let's next, try that. the next one. So. Sure.
1: So that's uh, Down by the River. Okay. So that's... It's not quite light enough to be a session IPA. It's 5.3%. Mm-hmm. But The idea was you would enjoy another IPA or you, you like that fuller style, but we want to give you something that's a little lower in alcohol, sort of, you know, like a dock beer, a lunch beer, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so lots of wheat and oats. To give it a nice body, nice medium bitterness, lots of Eldorado hops in there. Beautiful and, nose, uh, yeah.
0: All right, cheers. Cheers. Super light, another like super crushable beer for me. So I'm surprised you said 5.3, it doesn't have that like 5.3 taste. To me, It's a, it tastes lighter. Oh yeah, so, well, there you go. Well, that's, the, that's like, me though. So. Wheat,
1: wheat makes your beer more acidic yeah. too. And uh, and it has like a lighter flavor mm-hmm. than the barley. And because we have um, a hand-stirred mash tun, we can fold in lots of those stickier, more gummy grains mm-hmm. um, at the end, uh, like while we're still mixing the mash. So uh, we can get a lot of texture from that.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Anvil logo. What made you guys pick on pick that?
1: Well, our friend uh, Ryan Micho um, is a graphic designer. He did all our branding and all our labels, um, and it was one of the concepts he had come up after we had finalized the name. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a it's a suitable. Uh, logo, or uh, I think, because there used to be actually a foundry for about a hundred years, just on okay. this empty lot um, next to us. And uh, so as a cast object, as something that's uh, you know solid and mm. takes a gets takes a hammering every day, and yeah. the handle's still there. You know, yeah, for sure, um, it's not. Uh, it just sort of it sort of spoke to us. And then uh, we like to the logos that aren't extremely complicated. Mm-hmm. So something that you can print in one color, something that scales really well. Um, that
0: sort of thing. So, And your naming labeling, I mean, they're, they're kind of, the names are like, like I said before the show, you have a Canadian professional wrestler and then there's Dr. Feelgood, there's Snake Oil, there's Taxman, it's, it's quite kind of a big variety of, of how you name your beers, who who comes up with the concept of naming the beers and doing the label, well you said the graphic designer.
1: It's a, yeah, so. it's a
0: team effort sometimes if
1: we, we might have um, a starting point mm-hmm. for him as far as what we're thinking and then he would usually provide a couple options, but It's all um, a little bit serendipitous, I'd say, like, so Dr. Feelgood example, it happened that Nathan was reading the um, uh, Motley Crue's uh, biography, and so we were listening to that album Dr. Feelgood, mashing in, and we were like, oh, Dr. Feelgood's like, you know, the song was playing, oh, that'd be a good name for a beer, and the beer turned out, so we just called it Dr. Feelgood, and so far Motley Crue hasn't tried to sue us, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think they it's may more like an, yeah. like there's a Dr. Feelgood's like a type of thing yeah. you could say so yeah.
0: I don't know I'd be willing to argue fair use until they uh, oh, really try to sue us but. <laughs> I, I know that in the US it's parody law where you could use it I don't know about Canada so yeah, I don't Miley. see Motley Crue finding yeah. coming to Ottawa and being like hey why is there a beer named yeah. after us we're not trying <laughs> to uh, get on so, the Billboard so, charts yeah. with uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bulldog Bob Brown. I mean, so that was it. Was a brown yeah. ale.
1: Um, Nathan's from New Brunswick. Okay, um, and we were, we were just trying to think of someone who uh, had a last name of Brown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it was a brown ale. Um, so maybe not over, overly complicated,
0: but uh, well, you mean, know, those
1: the kind of those who like, yeah. you know, those who pick up on it, pick up on it, and have a little yeah. chuckle. But
0: yeah, uh, roadblocks, problems creating just from location, like. Was this the first we're coming here or was there another location you wanted? No, this, then... was,
1: this was the kind of, we saw it. We looked at a couple other options and they were a little more um, industrial. Mm-hmm. Like it, Whereas this was already kind of two separate rooms. We knocked a hole in the back so that it was a continuous space. And we just kind of liked, uh, liked the vibe. And um, yeah, as opposed to sort of having a section of... Uh, <laughs> You know a large warehouse or something Mm -hmm. like this it was just it was already a little more kind of homey
0: you mentioned the town was more than welcoming they're like yes bring come
1: yeah yeah overall yeah there's you know there's always little things you have to figure out or um concerns people might have Mm -hmm. but uh i think you know any town leadership's handy when there's a building that's been vacant
0: for a while and then it
1: becomes something that is uh you know part of the community (laughs) for sure that sort of
0: thing when you first got in the lcbo were they pretty uh, i know they asked for quite the volume from, uh, so they switched, they okay. switched the way they used to do that. Okay. Um, to, um, it's been
1: a couple of years now for sure. But yeah, it used to be that you would have to be, uh, basically a provincial level brand okay. in terms of volume and you'd have to ship through their depot and that's a whole rigmarole. Yeah. But they, they open something up for smaller producers. So it's called, um, like direct to store. Okay, cool. So you contact the person and you get your listing approved. You go through all the, mm-hmm. the steps and then you can be in one store if that makes sense. Yeah, Or, you know, um, you just have to approach the store directly and then you you can ship directly to them without having to go through their depot. So that did actually open up a lot of variety for sure and like more local flavor. I like
0: that. That's very important. And, and you know, it's the Liquor Control Board of Ontario, they should be having Ontario breweries on their shelves. There's no question about it. So yeah. Any other kind of roadblocks, uh, you know, knocking down the wall and then all of a sudden it's like, oh crap, more expenses, you know.
1: No, no. I mean, there's just the usual stuff when you're uh, when you're doing renovations and when you've got multiple trades involved and all that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I, you know, all in all, it's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing, nothing yeah. like dramatic or fun yeah. to. Uh, it,
0: it's it's kind of all over the place. It's like, yeah, we knocked down a wall, and then it's like, oh, there's a ten thousand dollar expense because a beam was missing that wasn't put there back in the '50s. And yeah, no, like, no. We had like yeah, yeah, you know, we had to get engineered drawings yeah. and, and everything, but it was uh, it wasn't too complicated. Cool. Um, gateway beers is a question I was asked. So you have clearly your smaller town for sure. There's lots of people who drink macros here. Macro drinker comes in. What are those gateway beers that you definitely suggest to those folks?
1: Yeah, I think like that is a bit of an assumption. Mm -hmm. I think there's like, there's lots of people that were here that were into craft beer and there's, there's, uh, people moving here all the time. Um, but, uh, in terms of like a more traditional beer, the one that I put up first Mm -hmm. Taxman for sure. Um, and then there's down by the river, some people. That that does it for them, and then there's one in between, which is canned heat. So that's a low alcohol, uh, lower bitterness mm-hmm. pale ale. Um, I'm happy to pour it for you, but no, I don't, it's, I don't it's, think the But uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, I really like kind of crisp, crisp and clean, and just drier than the tax mm-hmm. man. So um, just another option there that's, that doesn't have that back end bitterness that some people aren't such a fan of.
0: Very cool. Uh, what's this next beer I'm trying here?
1: So that's Dos Jefes grapefruit vanilla IPA. Okay. Very round and smooth. We originally made it for the 10th anniversary party of the Wellington Gastropub, the restaurant cool. that we used to work at, and uh, just made it on the pilot system, and people really liked it, so we we thought it was a bit weird. Yeah, They weren't sure if it would have mass appeal, but yeah. um, it's uh,
0: one of our top movers. So. Awesome. Toast. Oh, the vanilla. Yeah, that's that's delicious. It's It's so well-balanced. It's not like you know, an overpowering vanilla, like, you know, when you walk into, let's say, a bath and Body Works or whatever and you just get that vanilla smell, it's like, it's not a blast of vanilla, it's nicely clean, balanced vanilla, a little hit for myself, a little bit of grapefruit afterwards, so very, very tasty. Yeah, and it Incredible. changes as, it, as it, I find the balance shifts a bit as it warms mm-hmm. up too. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I drink craft because I enjoy quality products. and. Clearly, you can see it in my face how I'm reacting to the beers. are very good products that you're making. So oh, thank you. Uh, speaking of, of your earlier products, what was the first beer you and your team kind of ever brewed that came out of Stalwart?
1: Well, we started with three okay. that we had made uh, when we were Stockpot Ales. So um, it's back next week, but there's a Peach and Apricot Pale Ale that drinks kind of like a dry amber, less, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe a little more... Um, traditional pale ale, that has got more of a malt balance to it, but it's still nice and dry and crisp on account of the, the fruit juice. And then instead of using a British ale yeast or an Irish ale yeast, um, we're using uh, just the same neutral yeast we use, but give it a bit of fruitiness on the finish with, uh, with
0: juice. You guys do food as well, or no food right Uh,
1: now? No, Um, we serve a fine selection of Frito Lay products. Um, (laughs) But we do allow, we let people bring food in.
0: Yeah. Because there's also, you know,
1: people will grab shawarma from down the street or Mm -hmm. Chinese or order uh, this great pizza place, uh, family run just around the corner. So, yeah, that's how we do it. Because it doesn't really, we're not quite big enough to do Mm -hmm. the volume that that makes it make sense. you know, people sometimes suggest, well, I'll just do some grilled cheese. You're like, yeah, but have you ever tried to make like 11 grilled cheeses yeah. while you're doing beer tastings while people are just waiting <laughs> to get a six pack yeah. and go home, you know, it's just uh, it's just a little yeah.
0: added detail. I, I like that concept to like bring your own food because then it's I can do my own kind of food and beer pairing how I want. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you mentioned pre-show, you haven't done any collabs, clearly no time. Uh, but if there was time to kind of do the one or two dream collabs, doesn't have to be a brewery in Ontario, let's say anywhere in the world yeah i couldn't
1: tell you yeah. i don't know haven't honestly uh haven't uh haven't given it any thought okay down the road we'll probably do some uh barrel age stuff cool so that i guess it's a collab of sorts as yeah. opposed to like which barrels and <laughs> what uh you know what uh, the characteristics of that sort of thing but yeah still a little ways off for
0: that that's awesome uh when you have time and money and it's a lot safer to travel uh beer vacation that you'd love to take that you've never taken
1: Oh yeah, we had big plans of uh, going to you know Vermont at least, but we've you know we were like, oh yeah, we'll we'll do it. You know year two we'll have time, and then there's you know here we are, <laughs> in our seventh. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll get a junket in there for sure.
0: Vermont's pretty pretty awesome. It's a very small state with a lot of breweries. So literally, let's say there's you and then the PharmaSave right down there would be another brewery. Yeah, it's it's just one after the other. It's it's crazy, and you know I feel Ottawa's starting to get that way where. They're literally blocks away from each other. Here, you know, you're a little more spread out. I think Braumeister recently opened not too far away from you guys as well. a couple years
1: ago. They're just down the main street. The bridge is out at the moment, which makes it a little more challenging. But, yeah, I know they make great uh, traditional, like, German, European-style beers.
0: Yeah. And so, as uh, I like to ask, you know, somebody comes here, has a few beers, buys a six-pack, gets some merch. Uh, uh, Besides Braumeister, who's right down the street, any other friends in the area, even restaurants who serve your beers, like, who would you love to give a shout-out to type of thing?
1: yeah yeah for sure um there's other breweries like crooked uh, mile and alamont uh, there's cartwright springs if you go a little further up in mm-hmm. packingham um there's ridge rock and carp uh, there's ashton uh, pub in ashton just down the cool. street so lots of places um in town here you can find our beers at black tartan kitchen at bolton house at uh, smith and barrel
0: awesome and uh yeah fantastic uh beer number four i'm trying here. so that's
1: dr feelgood That'd okay. be our, that's our um most popular beer month on month year on year but uh, it's a fuller flavored IPA so it's yeah. not necessarily everyone's cup of tea but I think it's one of those people who like this you yeah know, fuller fuller flavored beer search us out so
0: awesome toast cheers yep.
1: so it's got a real uh oh yeah simple there it is. pleasing it. <laughs> uh, malt uh, profile mm-hmm. so it's just two row wheat and barley
0: yeah I'm starting to get the, the maltiness. It's um... Or is like not an English IPA, it's what? It would be West Coast stuff. West Coast stuff, yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's not full of chalk like a New England. Mm-hmm. So you're still gonna have a more assertive yeah. but balanced bitterness on the finish as mm-hmm. opposed to like a mimosa feel. Yeah.
0: But the 6 percentish. ish? It's uh, 6.8. 6.8, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, it, it, you know, it does taste a little of a boozier IPA, but it's that's something that I enjoy is, you know, start light. Like you gave me kind of that start light, and then we'll get to the bigger. Bolder beers on the way, so that's yeah, exactly. Uh, that's uh, that's an important thing. You know, somebody comes in, it's like, well, you know, throw five beers at me. It's like, okay, we'll start your light, and we'll work your way up. And, yeah, because I think it's like you don't.
1: Product. If you taste an IPA first and you have a pale ale after, the pale ale seems mm-hmm. lighter than it actually is, right? Yeah, because, you know the uh, the Overton window of <laughs> bitterness and body.
0: Yeah. Uh, with the uh, festival starting to make a comeback do you see uh, stalwart showing up to festival maybe in the next couple of months next year we're um, we're just
1: a little small to do like traditional beer festivals mm-hmm. um, one thing that it'll you'll have missed it uh, by the time this comes out but at back 40 cheese in mississippi station which is uh, about 45 minutes to an hour from here um, they do a event every year cooks and curds so it's like all sorts of Cheese uh, and uh, other local food and uh, drink yeah. from a variety of producers, so that's always a good spot. And as a Montrealer, just curd cheese is typical with the puts in, so. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah just. No, yeah, and this is, um, <laughs> they do do curds. Um, mm-hmm. They usually don't do curds. Okay. Uh, but they do curds for this event, so it's a bit of a special treat as well. But they've got a lot of fine cheese.
0: Uh, what made you guys. Uh... Decide on, on you know the local products you have as well, the pickled eggs, the uh, classic mustard. Yeah, it's our and friends, stuff like that. Uh, okay. Natasha and Brian. They've got a farm and um,
1: farm shop in Middleville, which is mm-hmm. just up the road. And uh, just I met them here and uh, thought, oh, you know, I've got beer. You make mustard. How about making me a beer mustard? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, yeah, Natasha made a, a bunch of uh, great stuff with our products, and uh, people like pickled eggs. So yeah, we sell those too.
0: Cool. You're coming up to seven years in now. Uh, what's next for the Stalwart brand?
1: Pretty much just keeping on, keeping on. We'll probably um, eventually put out a new beer um, that'll be different than anything else we've got going on just because with 12 beers on the roster, sometimes you don't want to just make another beer for the sake of a beer and people go, oh, geez, this one's a lot like this one. Yeah. Here, you know what I mean? In a way, you kind of maybe dilute the, the distinctiveness mm-hmm. of of the beers by having too many, but um, yeah, we'll probably, we'll, uh, we go, got some ideas. And yeah, you know, um, always look forward to having different types of events here too. Like yeah. we hosted a fundraiser for the food bank yesterday, for example, or mm-hmm. um, we do, uh, a friend of mine has a roller racing yeah. um, rig, have you ever seen that? Like the old school of bicycle racing? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, bikes are on stands and okay. there's cables on the rollers that the back wheel's on. And that twists a wire, which moves a hand on a clock that shows distance. Okay. So you have like sprint races. Cool. Uh, like we move those tables yeah. or we do it outside on the patio, and it's uh, it's always a hoot. So, you know, people come to us with different things yeah. to, to, you know, either raise money or just have a party
0: for something or another, yeah. and we're usually game. I'm sure you guys were more than happy when things kind of reopened fully, and it's like we could have a full tap room again. Yeah. And that please, was a, we missed you, come back. That was a relief so, for sure, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's been. Uh, been an interesting 27, 28 months. <laughs> so, uh, one last beer here. What am I having?
1: So, that's the Bulldog Bob Browns, uh, oatmeal brown, nice deep mocha thing going on. Not as smoky as a stout, not mm-hmm. as chocolatey as a porter. On the darker end of the brown spectrum,
0: for yeah. sure. It's almost tipping into porter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: Toast. Cheers. Yeah, but if you had it
1: against like our um, chocolate double porter,
0: you would see the, uh, the difference for sure. That is nice and clean. I always expect, like, I don't know why, maybe it's because I've been deceived by bad brown beers in the past, because you're always, like, you're expecting just too much smokiness or too much of this or too much of that, so it's it's just try and keep an open mind of when you're trying something new. A new beer is, that was your past experience, don't bring that into what you're trying now, so. Sure. Mm. This is, what, 5-ish percent? Uh, 6.4. 6.4, wow. Your beers are are deceptive on on their uh, alcohol content, because you can't really get it, like, for the ABV, so... Sometimes you just, you taste a 10% beer.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's all about balance. Like Mm -hmm. our,
0: um, double
1: IPA is 9%. So we give it a little bit of sweetness to match the heat from that extra body. But, um, sometimes people wonder, you know, why do you make your beer so strong or why Mm -hmm. are some of your beers so strong? And it's not just for the, the kick. It's really for the balance. Like if you have bolder flavor, you need to support it with more body and, and, you know, the usual way to do that is, is your alcohol level that. It's commensurate to everything else that's going on in the beer.
0: So yeah, I came in and I saw the artwork, uh, clearly very music-heavy artwork. Uh, who are the artists? Are they for sale? Like, uh, Yeah, somewhere. they are for sale. Okay. Her name's Lyneth
1: Morgan. Mm-hmm. She's based out of Ottawa. Um, and actually, she's going to be having a big sale soon Okay. Uh, when this comes out, because uh, she's... Um, we've been hanging her stuff for a while, and she always rotates it through, but she's doing mm-hmm. like a, a big sale and actually someone else uh, is coming in, but also kind of funky and colorful and cool. Matches our our vibe, you
0: know. And what made you guys decide to to bring in the local artists to hang their well, hang their wares on the, the wall? White, and, the
1: white walls were pretty boring. <laughs> <Okay>. And uh,
0: <laughs> some some friends from here are
1: friends of hers and suggested mm-hmm. her, and and uh, so she's been up pretty steadily over the years.
0: You guys see you see yourselves doing like kind of a, a rotation of art artists here. Yeah,
1: like it was mostly just because. Um, we, we did rotate other people in, but um, yeah, we liked her stuff and she was happy to hang here, so so that's good. But we'll, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, the core of the guys that's coming in next um, also has got some funky stuff. But yeah, it'll be a matter of then I'll try to hopefully find someone else having <laughs> yeah. in the wings when, when he wants to, yeah, to rotate sure. through. But yeah, it's I think people like the change, you know, instead mm-hmm. of having the same pieces of art all the time, why not?
0: Uh, the, I noticed the pool table in the back, do you ever do like a pool tournament or anything like that?
1: We have from time to time, um, probably try to get it going again, yeah. but there's always sort of a, you know, there's always informal ones. People show up and play doubles yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Nine Ball is pretty popular here too, because we don't charge for pools, so yeah. if you're not playing by the game, having a, like, shorter games is yeah, uh, sure. possible, so we get to introduce people to, to Nine Ball, which is awesome. always fun.
0: Fantastic. Uh, Yeah, so uh, I got another questions. Uh, Thank you very much for hosting us today. Really appreciate it. For who's ever in the area or whoever's looking, uh, let people know one where they can physically find you, and then two online.
1: Yeah, for sure. So we're uh, located at 10 High Street in beautiful downtown Carlton Place. Our website stalwartbrewing.ca and stalwartbrewing is our handles for all social media:
0: Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. Awesome. So we're going to include all that in the show notes as for us is allbeerinside.com is the website at allbeerinside on all social media. as I say at the end of all episode, drink craft, not crap.